Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors, who will do you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Never have you needed to go onto the video version of this podcast more than you do right now. Dan here, hello, by the way. Uh, Michael says, so is Rob. Uh, Michael, you're wearing something that has to be seen to be believed. It does. It's sent to me. Not something yeah. I've had done, not something that Levi's solicitors have had done, but something that... Was the letter uh, written, was it smeared in shit? Something, <laughs> something that Mark has had done. He said, um, hello, I honestly had this printed up for today's weekly show comment as a gesture of thank you for reconnecting me with my football club. Well, that's nice. Uh, and this is what that looks like. That is a t-shirt for the audio listener and it's a white t-shirt and it says Wills in blue, probate in a greenish colour and conveyancing in blue. And on the back. And on the back it says, that's the three. It's, oh, well, it actually says that. And I nearly fell off the chair. <laughs> it says that apostrophe and there's a spacing <laughs> issue there. There's a bit of an issue with the spacing, but uh, you know. I th- it, it's almost striking me like it's something that was typed up hastily on a computer and just sent to somebody to, <laughs> to print on a t-shirt. Well, but I like it a lot. I think it's great. So yeah, it's a Will's Probate Conveyancing t-shirt. Those are the big three, as um, as Michael christened them some time ago. Uh, Levi Solicitors do do all sorts of other services as well. If you've got an employee contract distu- disputes, for example, mm. if you've got a contract Even if dispute, they're unbelievable hard, mm-hmm. they'll take a look at them for you. Uh, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball 10% discount on your legal fees um, have a look at all the legal services available Not for you there yeah available in the merch store but you never know well, I did say we need to do some Will's Probet conveyancing mugs I think they'll probably be our best selling ones certainly better than the bloody 40 Willy Nonto mugs we've got to sell <laughs> my wife gets upset enough that I only ever wear square ball merch wait till I go I'm wearing this I was about to say knowing you as I think we all do you're going to live in that t-shirt aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason not to use it free it? wasn't it exactly exactly um, yeah, we thank Levi's for their continued support during the season and we get into part one of the show, which is where we have a little uh, rattle through the news that's happened over the last seven days. What a seven days it's been. I mean, what a week it's been. We're probably, are we any worse off than we were at the start of the week? But it feels like we've been absolutely put through the ringer. Still not signed anyone, have we? <laughs> that's the main thing I go on every day with the hope. 11 o'clock on Thursday morning this is. Presumably we're not signing anybody now before Friday's game against West Brom. They'd have to be registered by noon today, wouldn't they, I think? Mm, possibly yeah and um, Farker did say in his press conference on Wednesday that things should be better next week yeah I've been thinking that for weeks though is that a little bit <laughs> is that a little bit free beer tomorrow yeah, yeah I feel like things are going to be better next week has been the case since the end of the season I mean we've basically been saying for what three years just sign a left back and I don't think that I've sort of resigned myself that that's never going to change now I'm just going to mm. say that for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah I mean I dug out the clip of you asking Angus Kinnear about signing a left back a year ago yeah. And even by that point, it was old. Was that question? So, yeah, we could just we could just get on with that. 
We've um, we've lost other clubs do it, don't they? They'd, apparently so. Yeah, some clubs I think have more than one as well. Have you seen who's signing a left back this week? I'm in Newcastle, I saw. They're spending thirty-five million pounds on one. Who I've never heard of. <laughs> Victor Orta is signing a left back. What a prick! The absolute bastard. On the plus side, it'd be shit. Yeah. yeah. So might as well not have him. Which left back is he signing? Is it Lawrence de Bock? I don't know. Some from Fosavia. Don't well, care. <laughs> he signed Lawrence de Bock as well as. Um, yeah, that was that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, his left back record then is de Bock, Furpo, Cameron Barthwick Jackson, Cameron Barthwick Jackson, <laughs> and then sort of Yelder. Sort of Alioski. Sort of Alioski. Although neither of them were bought as left backs. No. And ironically. Barry, Barry Douglas? Yeah. It's, it was all right, wasn't he? He never scored a free kick like we were promised, did he? Or put in loads of really good corners. But that's the Leeds United curse. Something about the curvature of the pitch means no one can ever deliver a corner. Mm. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, Jack, Jack Harrison, Harrison yeah. <laughs> mentioned Jackie had gone. Uh, he's gone to Everton on loan, which this doesn't feel yet like it's a, well, he's never coming back, does it? Quite. Because you don't know which direction Everton are going to be travelling in this season. Although you can probably hazard a guess they're going to be in the bottom half of the table. And we don't know where anywhere where we're going to end up this season, do we? It just all feels very much up in the air. So does he come back at the end of the year? Does he go there permanently? And his, his goodbye, his single paragraph of goodbye was fairly neutral as far as goodbyes go. His picture of him wearing an Everton kit was liked by uh, Weston McKenney. You see that? Which nice that he's we, keeping an eye on us. And I think lots of Leeds fans popped up in the comments saying, nice to hear from you, Weston. Thanks for putting all your effort in when you did at Leeds. Wish you well in the future. All that kind of thing. Mm. Nice. Yeah. But nice like that. There were no mentions of KFC. Things like that. <laughs> actually, yeah. It was actually the one that really tickled me was, who's put 50p in the fat lad? <laughs> I mean, at least we know Jackie's doing his own social media because I don't think anyone would, I think other people would have advised, I will keep an eye on the results. <laughs> it's, it's fairly... It's fairly minor sort of um, love, isn't it? That yeah. in, in the same way as you know, I keep an eye on Halifax Town's results. Yeah, it's a bit of one of them, and it? it's like, well, I'll, well I'll, I'll I'll maybe check, I'll maybe check Fotmob, see where they are in the league every it, couple it, of weeks. It's a little bit. I wish you well, isn't it? <laughs> uh, can I just, I'll just read it out just for the benefit of anybody who's not seen it. Thank you, Leeds United fans. We've shared so many amazing memories over the last five years. I will keep an eye on the results and wish you nothing but the best for the season ahead. Always, MOT. I, I quite admire the brevity, I must admit. Yeah. After the summer of just completely insincere PR written rubbish that we've had from like Mark Rocker and Brendan Aronson, I quite admire Jackie just going, yeah, that was good. I'll, I'll keep an eye on your results. It's like the most Jackie Harrison goodbye it, that it needs, could have been. It needs to be fairly vanilla under the circumstances, I think. He's got the tone about right there. Say, was, say, so, say something without saying anything, really. Yeah, I was writing... So this summer on the blog, we've been writing uh, farewells to all the players and introductions to the new players but obviously we've been writing a lot more farewells and I've written the Jack Harrison one this week and I was waiting for him to uh, say his goodbye and you know he took a couple of days and I was like oh he must be penning like a real heartfelt tribute like a massive <laughs> ode to this five years and then it came out it's like oh okay fair enough I don't know why I was expecting anything different it's got, it's got all the depth of someone leaving a pub a bit early hasn't it I'm gonna I'm gonna head off I'll see you I'll see you later lads we'll catch up a um, couple of years see you later Right. It's been a weird six months for him, hasn't it? With the whole Leicester nearly getting sold thing on deadline day. A, a pawn in a strange game there. Um, is Does this feel like the end to you? As I was saying there, it doesn't feel like it quite to me. I think so. There was the line in the Athletic article saying that Everton will make this permanent in due course. Like, we don't really know what that means. I thought they did not say they want to. I see, yeah, or they will look to. I don't know. But if, I mean, I always thought with Harrison that 
he'd have gone ages ago, to be mm. honest. I think the only thing that stopped him was the fact that he, he seems to have a hip injury. But yeah, I've I've found this one. Some people are annoyed. Because obviously, everyone's annoyed about everything, but I find it too hard to be annoyed about this one. Like we tried to sell him in January, we gave him a new contract, but I don't think anyone was expecting that was going to tie him to a lifetime at Leeds if we were going to get relegated. And it, I think like he's been really good for five years. Mm. I think he's at least been one of the more reliable players in our squad. I was looking at um, in that farewell. I wrote. I was looking at some of the stats, and it was like under Bielsa. I think only Click played more. I think only Bamford scored more, and only Pablo created more. And I think for a player who's so often criticised for being inconsistent and terrible, he's actually been incredibly reliable. And you look like and you think, well, he generally improved at Leeds. He was only ever going to be as good as Jack Harrison was going to be. Like that seems to be the main criticism of him. He's like, well, why isn't he better? Well, he's, like, well, he's a seven out of ten, isn't he? That's what he is. He's, he's just he rarely because he doesn't beat people and do loads of tricks he's got an amazing first touch but sometimes the second and the third that let him down you kind of go alright well you're solid enough you're, you're mm. just about always fit fine mm-hmm. uh, unspectacular but you never really you don't fall in love with the 7 out of 10 players do you it's the it's the, the ones who can hit the 9s and the 10s occasionally it's funny though isn't it because I think like the perception between the difference in perception between say like him and Stuart Dallas people love Stuart Dallas mm. Harrison's like weirdly polarising where some fan, fan seems to think he's absolutely terrible and then like idiots like me think he's great. <laughs> is that is that because he falls the other side of the of the sort of creativity line though? He's expect he's expected to create mm. stuff and be this attacking talent. Whereas Stuart Dallas, you expect like workmanlike performances from him, and he's kind of he's come from I'm not saying more more humble on ordinary routes, but his his origin story is a lot more kind of ordinary than Jack Harrison's. I, I think yeah. I wonder if part of that is that Stuart, like Leeds United for Stuart Dallas seems to be his ceiling, and it never feels like if he goes, he's not going to be moving onwards and upwards where I think with Harrison there's always been talk of oh Newcastle want him Tottenham want him I know he's only got 11 but they're still in the Premier League I think that sort of creates a little bit of distance mm, as well now. maybe for yeah. now. <laughs> it's always been a, a bit of a struggle to understand what he's actually like as a person because he's, a ver- he's mm. as you said about his statement he comes across quite vanilla doesn't he mm. like all you ever see of him on, on Instagram is just him on a treadmill looking all buff <laughs> and that's pretty much the sum total of what he puts on there is just him like camera up Oh, here I go. Yeah, he's just a, walking away. He's just a young lad who's having a great time with his stunning South American girlfriend. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, to be honest, if if she was under my roof, I wouldn't look like this. I'd be putting loads of effort in. Well, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> you know, this is a simple matter of... Uh, Doesn't say a lot for your, uh, your current wife. <laughs> she's, she's, a tol- she's, she's a tolerant woman. The current Mrs. Hey, Moylan. Listen, I, you know that I've been putting a lot of effort into improve my health this, uh, this last few weeks <laughs> <laughs> Jack Harrison been at it for a decade never mind non-stop man and boy Jack Harrison yeah. working you out you know what I mean I feel like he's not ever shown a lot of personality has he on, on things he's, he's probably he comes across as a nice lad yeah it seems that he's just but really, you're going to say not the brightest there weren't you no just not the most interesting probably yeah, yeah. it seems just to really really like playing football yeah. doesn't he I remember hearing an interview I think it was um, Ben Machel who writes for the Times and he's a Leeds fan but I think it was him chatting about he once interviewed Harry Kane and he was just like, I just couldn't get anything out of him. And he got to the point where he was, he was just, Harry Kane was just saying, yeah, I just really like scoring goals. So like every answer, so Ben Mitchell eventually had to call it, oh yeah, do you eventually have to like, do you ever like, I don't know, see a pair of socks and just like kick him into a bin and be like, yeah, I've scored. And then Harry Kane was like, yeah. I do do that sometimes. <laughs> like that was like the most exciting thing about his life. <laughs> I think, I do think some of the problem with his exit, obviously, is that and why people are cross with him to a degree is just because he's leaving on loan and, you know, 
we kind of wanted some money for him if he was going to go, but that's not his fault. That's the well, idiots who offered him a contract. Yeah, this whole contractual loan thing is all a little bit, it, it I, seems, I'm, I'm better than this, and that's what's pissing everybody off, it, isn't it? And it seems, from the club's point of view, it's the least forgivable one is Harrison, because they offered him this contract in the thick of a relegation battle. Yeah. And presumably, they knew that that was a possibility. They weren't... We were not fourth bottom at the time when we, he was given it. Or we, we were two points above the relegation zone right. when he signed it. Like, they can't have been arrogant enough to think, oh, we're, we're going to piss this. There's not even a danger here. Like, and they would, they always talked about Harrison. I found Angus Kinnear programme notes from the year before saying we'd received offers for Jack Harrison, but, but they appeared to only be for one of his legs or something. I mean, there was yeah. talk about we were asking for 35 million for him. And then he goes for nothing. Mm. And I know there might be a future fee, but for now, we've lost a player of Jack Harrison's ability and we've got no money for him. We so, get, I mean, would, would a sensible club have maybe put a, we get to take, a high release clause in? That would have been an option, or at least a release clause, even if it was... 15 million, like lower than we would have got in the Premier League. It's still 15 million pounds for him. As it is, we've, we have a promise of maybe Everton paying us some money in the future if he's good. Well, by the sounds of it, though, this this is better. This is a better option than taking 15 million from him because he's, he's objectively worth more than that because the market's stupid. So why not let him go out on loan this year, which gives us the chance of maybe getting back up there over the summer and then you are either taking him back in or you sell him from a position of strength. Or do we get him back and then this clause rolls over to next year and we end up loaning him out again for a year and well, then he has well, we a, a year less in his contract but we, no we don't know that but he still, still signed a long new contract which gives us a bit of time and a bit of leeway doesn't it that's the, that's what I'm saying is that we don't need to commit to selling him for whatever his poxy release clause is now presumably it's quite low it does but given the quality of the contracts handed out and the ridiculous nature of them do you have any faith that he won't just come back next year we stay down and he gets loaned out for, for another year and we have yet another year of not having him and not having any money for him it's hard to know isn't it it's weird as well with him because he seems like the one player in the squad, well, one of the main ones anyway, who they could have made a bit of profit on mm. and they could have made a profit on with FFP as well because we signed him for, what, 15 million? Was it, I think it was less. I think 12 something in the end. But yeah, it was a while. It was a couple of years ago like, as well. So. Surely someone would have taken him for 20 million, which would have been less mm. than it seems that we'd previously been offered. I'm not sure. It's, yeah, it is, it's just stupid, isn't it? But that's nothing new. And it's not his fault either. So. And also, like we, the first three years we had him, we're all on loan because we wanted to save some money by not mm. signing him. So you can't begrudge him to then have a loan offer. And you're going, oh, no, I want you to get all the money. Like, mm. Well, we weren't bothered about how early were we? Well, yeah. Uh, it's been fun. We'll get into the press conference a little bit. We're recording with Phil after this uh, and the show will come out after this. So we'll get into the, the press conference in a little bit more depth. But it feels like um, there's been another shift in the mindset of Leeds fans. It all, it's all got a little bit upset this week, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> But then Fark has spoken, and he's the only one who's who's fronting up to any of this now, mm. because this is, we've said before, this is the problem with football, isn't it? The managers get wheeled out uh, once, twice a week, game, before the game, after the game, whatever, and they're the only people you hear from at the club. And I know we're due to speak to Angus Kinnear, and we can get into stuff like the contracts with him. You, uh, st- you still think that's going to happen, I have <laughs> well, You've been trying to make it not happen by featuring <laughs> clips of him on, on propaganda. It's just stuff he just said. Just his own words, it's just stuff he said. But um, yeah, he's, he's the only one who is talking about this stuff but I think it's added a bit more comfort to people this week when he sort of said that look it'll be alright it'll be alright you know this is a daft situation what was it the only club in Western Europe with a situation like this which I think is a great line and I'm sure the club kind of all went shut up shut up but, James Murray muting the mics yeah. is it, is it the words are dripping out of him like no <laughs> say it's it's good that we've secured the wage bill something I don't know don't say that anyway. But no, I, I really like Farker, I have to say. I think he's coming out with this very well. It is like, like you said, it's been a 10 days where it's just felt 
pretty uh, nihilistic. But then hearing Farker, it's like listening to the only grown up in the room. It's just sort <laughs> yeah. of reassuring. Well, I was going to say he is the um, he's the glue holding it all together at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, if he, I think the thing is, the club are probably not particularly happy with the stuff he's saying. But equally, what the fuck are they going to do about it? They're not going to. They can't sack him, can they? But do you know why? It's because he's telling the truth. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. He's, he's not saying anything that isn't completely evident. People know when they're being lied to, yeah. particularly when it's very obvious. If he was coming out and saying, "No, I'm I'm glad he's gone on loan. It's a great opportunity for the club," and blah, blah, blah. he's clearly looking at all these and going, "Well, this is fucked. Who's done this?" Yeah, yeah. As Kinnis slides under the desk, <laughs> I was going to say he's not said anything that we can't see ourselves. But he did say that the release clauses are expiring, and that well, Phil Hay is now reporting last night that they have expired on Adams and Sinistera, which is good. That is something new and I found that calming, although I was a bit worried how he was trying to be positive and saying, you know, we've still got loads of time to get things done. I'm really confident of doing it. Uh, we might have missed out on some of our like preferred targets, but you never know. We saved the best. You say that we saved the best to last. And I was like, oh, like Simon Grace and you stuff to say things like that, didn't he? And then we'd end up with like Mika Varin and us. Yeah, here's Ramon Nunes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the contractual situation is is far from ideal and I'm, and I'm glad he's flagged it up and I'm glad he's spoken honestly about it because like you say if they'd made out this was normal it, just would, it wouldn't pass the sniff test would it it's bollocks because it's not yeah and like, like you say it's very clear no one else is doing this yeah. everyone else is coming down and selling players or keeping players we're doing this ludicrous thing of half keeping them half letting them go saving the money on the wage bill but also having a completely threadbare squad now because everyone has left. And as we were saying, like, what, what did they think was going to happen if you give them all the, this really, really easy out in their mm. contracts? Well, and, and for other clubs, like, do, you want, do you want to pay £25 million for Jack Harrison or do you want to see what he's like for you? Just borrow him for a bit. Yeah, prob- probably that one. Probably, yeah. th- probably the one that's, that's cheap. And then if, if he gets injured when he's staying here, you can just have him back and you yeah. can worry about his rehabilitation, lads. It's broke. <laughs> fix it <laughs> return it like, think, a, like a higher car you've yeah, damaged I, 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 said, I think I, I said to you before like I lent my uh, my lawn strimmer to my next door neighbours but one and it came back broken they went sorry it's broken I went and? <laughs> not gonna, you're not going to pay for it to be fixed they start, they stopped working well it stopped working because you were ruining it you've broken it pigs the last Everton yeah yeah they've taken our strimmer and hopefully they're they don't have <laughs> it back broken yeah and in among all this we've got players now going on strike and the thing about Sinister, we don't know exactly what Sinister is beefing about or what his people are beefing about. But there's evidently something within the the clauses and the terms and the words of the clauses, whatever it might be, that somebody doesn't like. And it feels like we've dug ourselves another hole. Thankfully, Leeds have got a fine record when it comes to legal battles over transfers, don't we? So I'm sure there's nothing to <laughs> worry about. Cass will be like, you guys again. <laughs> 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 Lovely. Is, is this about the John Kevin? No, you've, oh, okay, you're not appealing that one. Okay, good. Get Johnny Coconuts back to defenders. <laughs> he was good. Uh, yeah, I seen, he, he's been quite careful to talk about Sinistera and Nonto in slightly different terms, hasn't he? Mm. As in, well, I guess because Sinistera's obviously had a, a clause and you get the impression maybe they've been working on something in the background and then it hasn't come through and now he's in a position of, you know, maybe having to take him back. Whereas Willie never had a clause, he knew he never did. He was just trying to get out anyway. Yeah, he was just being a little dickhead. Correct. I did really enjoy Farky yesterday being asked about Sinister and Nonto and beginning his answer talking about Helder Costa. <laughs> All right, yeah, that guy. Yeah, everyone's agreed Helder Costa can fuck off. <laughs> What's the gist of it? He's like, even Helder Costa. He's like, Helder Costa said he didn't want to come in. I said I didn't want him to come in. Yeah. Fine. Just clear your desk. He'll just go. I'll, you know. Play for another club if you want. But they're all, so they're all training away from the rest of the team, aren't they? And yeah. is it right that they're banned from the team canteen as well? It's what I heard. Right. They're not, they're not mixing with the group. Right. Naughty boys. Yeah. 
Did you have a, did you have an isolation room at your school? Uh, mm. I don't know. Room eleven, top floor at, at school. It's where all the bad lads had to go. Right. Did you ever go there? No, I was. I wasn't that bad. You good boy. I never. That was like for people who were like wanging wanging shit at teachers and yeah. <laughs> the ones who were properly out of hand. Bring, bringing darts in. Not, throwing, just, not just ones who were bored. Throwing darts at teachers and stuff. Don't, yeah. throw, don't throw darts at teachers. No. Or anyone. No, for that matter. Unless it's a small Italian training by himself. <laughs> Again, don't throw darts don't at Willie. Don't throw darts at Nonson. No, no. That'd be a really bad thing. Do you think he can come back? Yeah, there's a narrative way back from... The point is, they need to make an example of him, but I don't think we can ignore that there needs to be a redemption arc in there somewhere if he's we we either sell him for loads of money or there's a redemption arc leaving him to rot forever as much as we kind of it appeals to us can't happen because he's worth too much money and he's a really good player and he's he's banking on being worth too much money to us and that's why he's done what he's done Mm. so yeah I'd, I'd like him to maybe come back and we use him for a bit and we all boo him for a bit and then we all get over it because he knuckles mm. down and he does a nice statement maybe even does something like changes his agent because mm. it feels like he might be he could do with some good advice is what Bernie I Bernie Mandich should get him in yeah <laughs> someone we've loved from the past uh, yeah I think it needs a, to come back Sinistera I don't know he could probably just reappear yeah at some point and Sin- not say much Sinistera I feel like I've never known him you know mm. you say like you were saying in the way that Jack Harrison's you almost never really know the, the normal the, the real Jack Harrison sorry not the normal Jack Harrison just because he's quite vanilla. I think maybe that's just what he is. Whereas Sinistera has just, I feel like I've never got to know him at all, at all as a person. Mm. Maybe because he's never done any sort of press uh, or anything like that. No, I don't think I've heard him speak. Mm. No, that's what I mean. So you never heard him speak. You don't know anything about him, his life, what he's doing. The only thing we've ever seen is him uh, hanging around with a couple of the other naughty boys getting their hair cut. <laughs> I mean, he's, he is probably our best player, I would say. Just, yeah. just in terms of outright talent, I'd say he's probably our best player is Sinistera. So if we can keep him for a year in the championship, Amazing. I mm. love it. They just need to stop being divs and score a load of goals. Yeah. Like Farker in his press conference was talking about how at Norwich when he had to leave Cantwell and Buendia out of the team mm. at the start of their promotion season. I wrote about it on the blog. And basically he was he spoke about it in the press at the time and he basically had like a three step program with them where he was like, I'll criticize them to themselves and then in front of the group and then if they're still being divs, I'll do it publicly. And he was talking about Todd Cantwell saying well, he's not assisted a goal. He's not created a goal in like over a year, so I might as well play Grant Hanley up front. <laughs> it's like they wouldn't have done it. I remember seeing those comments at the time and thinking, "Poof, he's gone in on his own player there a little bit." But now you see it a little bit closer up. Yeah, and and that season ended with Norwich promoted with ninety-seven points. Buendia was the player of the year in the championship, and he'd scored and assisted a ridiculous amount. And Cantwell had also contributed a fair amount. So you think, okay, that's what we need. And Buendia did get his move, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. After that, so. Sometimes yeah, you need to accept. Do, actually do well and then get out. So what I'm saying is do your job and accept that you've signed a legally binding contract. That's your fault if you didn't get the terms mm. put in it that you want. Um, I feel like Nonso needs to make it to come back. I feel like there needs to be an actual apology. Then there needs to be a period of him getting booed and him holding his hands up and going, yeah, fair enough, deserve that. Yeah, But just cracking on with and it. And then come on, score some goals, create some and, stuff. And, within, and within, a, within a month, it'll be out of people's systems. People will be still miffed about it, but... You know, it's like people didn't people didn't boo Dakara to the end, and he was only ever shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one one volley aside, you know, people people forgave him for the uh, being part of the six six, even though he was never any good at any point. Uh, wrapping up the chat in this half, though, we've heard from Andrea Rodazzani, which was nice. Uh, he was putting some some sort of quotes from some sort of uh, I guess it's a leadership book. He seems like the type to to read leadership books. Does Andrea Rodazzani? Yeah. Can't absorb any of it, but I was going to say, not pay attention to a single thing he's read. But. Well, there's a couple of passages that he's uh, he's kind of highlighted. I don't know if there's one that's 
being highlighted by him, one by the book or whatever, but it's all to do with, I mean, I won't read the whole thing, you can find it on his Twitter. Um, it's to do with acting in moments of of passion, of high emotion. And he's saying basically it's a mistake to to make decisions. It's like making decisions when you're angry, isn't it? Mm. Like saying mean things to your partner, whatever. Like you used to have on this podcast. In a backward, in a backward sort of way you did. Mm. You said how oh, you'd try more <laughs> for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, Mrs. Dan. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's nice to hear from him. Nice to hear, nice yeah. to hear he's reflecting on things he's done wrong. I don't see contract things as an issue of passion, though, I have to say. No. That seems like it should be something that people I, just look at. Well, I took this either as a look. I did. I made some silly mistakes when I was in in moments of passion, or it's just a big up yours to Victor Orta. I was going to say, the, big Orta thing. That is an idiot, clearly. Making decisions when, yeah, through through the lens of passion rather than, you know, cold-eyed focus. I'm thinking here about things like, you know, Orta threatening to walk out or whatever if, if they sacked Marsh or him not. Oh, no. Not, or not sacking. Oh, <laughs> we get rid of both of you. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. That's what I mean. But yeah, and, but him being talked through, I don't know. I don't know exactly what he's getting. I'd like to know. But I, I, as per usual, there's kind of that. It's a bit like vague booking, isn't it? There's a little bit of kind of a bit of detail there, but not enough to explain what it is exactly that he means or he's getting at. But he's got very low battery as well. Mm-hmm. Do know that from his screenshot. Did you see how uh, he still can't be asked going to uh, the games of the club he owns? It was oh, really? Sampdoria's first game of the season the other night in the Italian Cup, and he was in Bali. Oh, oh that's nice. I'm sure, he's just busy <laughs> reading his leadership book. To be fair, I'd rather be in Bali than Ellen Road at the minute. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's the, you know, there's, there's a long list of places you'd rather be. I suspect. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, welcome. The court is now assembled. This is the square ball jury. In no way a repackaged heroes and villains. Nope. No, sir. I've certainly not done the prep in exactly the same way as I would have done the old one. <laughs> Dan, Michael and Rob uh, here as the square ball jury. And it's brought to you, of course, with Levi's Listers. It will do you 10% discount on your legal fees. Levi'slisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Maybe help you avoid court. Mm. Mm. They do do dispute resolution, as we mentioned. They do Will's Probate Conveyance. And there's another airing for the t-shirt if you're on the video version. Uh, that The listener sent in for Michael. What was his name again? <laughs> Mark. Oh, thank, thank you, Mark. 
Dear me. It's because I keep, I keep this letter with me. So it's like when we appointed Nick Hammond and you had to write the word Nick on the <laughs> Forgettable man. Oh dear. Nick, not Mark. Yeah. Mark, stay with you forever, I think. Anyway, we're into we're into the TSB. Uh, this is the TSB jury. We're in the, the courtroom is assembled. First, we'll do the the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award. Don't forget, we can we can run through the various candidates here. Um, after you've made your witness statement, put forward to the court who you think it's going to be. Who's who's stepping up to the hockey? Did we decide it was a, it was a a, a law hockey? The hockey. The the law hockey here at the bar, mm. um, where one of you will now put forward a case for who you think should be the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award. Then we can, as a jury, debate the merits of that. Um, we can award some petty grievances if we like, um, other genuine candidates, that kind of thing. You know. So what, what's what's the jam? It was petty grievances. What was the other one we had? It was like a legitimate. It was legitimate grievance. No, um, hang on a minute. I've got my notes here. <laughs> you you formulated this. I did. I've only written it down in in my stupid scroll here. He's like Lewis Sinistera looking over his contract. Cheap shots. That was it. Cheap shots. So yeah, villain of this. Yeah, writ, handwritten in a, in a pathetic <laughs> scroll. Um, villain of the week is what we're looking to. This to, is going to be a legal document. This is how the founding fathers did it. I'm going to write this down. Then I'm going to print this off. Then in a flowery legal script, play Times New Roman. Mm, guess what? To do it with a, Moscow, I'll have a quill. He mm. can he can do it on some parchment. So we're looking to award the villain of the week. We can assign petty grievances and take some cheap shots in among those people that have been nominated. Uh, who would like to step step up to the hockey for the for the who I believe it should be? Who you believe it should be? Are you doing villain of the week? Then? I'll do it. Right. It's really nonsense, isn't it? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've now got. An indeterminate amount of time to address the court and tell us why you think it should be really Nonto. Yeah, because of all the stuff he's done, like it's right bad, isn't it? Yeah. He needs to just start playing football again. He's a young man who's good at football, so why doesn't he just decide to do that again? Because yeah. we're not going to sell him. He doesn't want to go to Everton anyway. And they seem to be the main team that are in for him. I would urge him not to go to Everton full stop because Sean Dykes likes big men, famously very small, mm-hmm. Willie Nonto, so he's not even going to be any use unless he's going to put him and Jack Harrison in a long coat. So they've just signed um, just signed Jack Harrison for the left-hand side. Nowhere for you to play. Nowhere for him to play. Um, and I'd like to see, having nominated him for, um, my, well, my, having made the prediction of him as player of the year, <laughs> it's now looking difficult for me. So I'm looking mm. for a way back for both him and him and myself. That was over on, um, the, on, members the, on the members show. We did our predictions, didn't we? I think I did that prediction a day before it was announced he'd gone on strike. <laughs> Excellent timing as always. <laughs> We really know what we're talking about on here, don't yeah. we? But there is a there is a precedent there for him. Do you remember when Jermaine Beckford was faffing about? There was the stuff around the scum game. He'd handed in transfer requests because he wanted to go to Newcastle. Then he was dropped for a bit because Grayson thought his attitude wasn't right. And then he came back and he got promoted. And all people remember now is Jermaine Beckford. Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Scum. Willie Nonto can do the same. He can score goals to get us promoted. People will be like, oh, he, had, he did that daft thing for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But... We forgive him now, don't we? Because he's got 27 goals, got us to the Premier League. It was all great in the end. So that's his way back. But till that point, we've not had a player on strike for a long time. Until he's got 27 goals. 27 <laughs> goals. The arbitrary number and for forgiveness. Him, and I don't want him cupping his tiny little ears when he does it either. <laughs> <laughs> I want him just, I want him hands up. Yep, scored some goals. Nice one. Yep. Off we go. Good. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. Have you got any witness statements you'd like to use to, to back up your, your position here? Well, well, Wedge wants him and Sinisteri wants to chuck them on bikes from nine to two or whatever stupid short days they have. Tell them to bring their own packed lunches and buy their own socks too. Hope they get fined double their wages for every game they refuse to play. A pair of absolute characters. Taking it back to the uh, the Chilino days there, wasn't it? Bringing mm. your own packed lunches and your own socks. Yeah, that was, um, was Matt Smith doing the cooking? I can't remember now. 
there were some of the assigned footballer adults had to cook lunches for the others because the others were like, I don't know how you cook pasta. Seems difficult. So they chose the tallest. <laughs> Matt, you've been to university. You know how to cook pasta, don't you? Um, Adam, Adam has weighed in with his witness statement. So deciding at 19 years old after a few games in the Toblerone League and six decent games for Leeds that he's peak Maradona mixed with the leaders of the general strike of 1926. Fool. Mm. And a couple of people uh, nominating him for their own mug purchases. Um, yeah, Marco and uh, and Luca have both bought Willie Nonto mugs. I, I think we should strike these from the record, these witness statements, because those mugs are great and they commemorate a great goal yep. by a little prick. <laughs> <laughs> and Luca has found a use for it. He says, what should I do with my mug? Probably fill it with shit. Sadly, like he and his agent seems to have done. That is an option. Is, speaking of his agent, um, is this another genuine candidate maybe for taking him down the wrong path? Yeah, we, we knew his name, but I've forgotten it already now. But yeah, his agent's a dick. Let's call him Dave Dickhead. Thing is, he may be Willie's choice this, but surely you'd speak to your agent. Mm. And his agent should have, at the very least, said, well, that's not a good idea. I see, because when we sat down at that table and we wrote on that piece, you remember when you wrote your name, Willie, on that piece of paper? Uh, yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, remember when you didn't insert a loan clause? Yeah. Get get out. I'm on strike because of you. I'd, be, I'd already be at Everton by now. So, I mean, I feel like that goes beyond petty grievance into genuine candidacy, oh, that. This is agent. his agent. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you want to give Willie an out, I suppose, nah. so to speak. Um, but yeah, I think I think this. I think Willie just needs to have this. I think it's very hard to think of a different. Yeah, particularly because we don't know quite what the the issue is with Sinisteria. I mean, he still wants out. By the way, we should say, mm. dickhead, <laughs> talented dickhead. Yeah, that's what hurts, doesn't it? These players who are good wanting to leave. Never mind the shit ones. Any cheap shots, petty grievances you want to uh, bring to the court? Anyone you want, any, do you disagree with Michael at all there Rob here as the as the part of the jury no it's Willie Nonto isn't it yeah it is there's, there's a couple of cheap shots petty grievances at um, Little Scum Bastard for crossing and shooting and giving away penalties yeah I mean it was annoying but it feels a little bit misguided right now mm-hmm. and, and one for Jake Florida's nominated Luke Hailing as well says I'll always love Bill but god damn it he was terrible once again today can't track wingers anymore as a fullback that's pretty fucking important yeah and it is getting a bit Awkward with Ailing. Because I never want to slag him off. That, 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 that does feel like a cheap shot. But he's been dreadfully out of position in all the games he's played so far. There's maybe, been, maybe. There's been points where he's just been left for dead, kind of on halfway he's, in every he's game. Missing, he's missing Stuart Dallas. That's all, that's all I can put it down to. Mm, maybe. Although Cody Drama uh, is back now, isn't he? Is what Farker was saying. So Cody Drama needs to be good, doesn't he? That'd really yeah. help. Yeah, yeah we need, he needs to play well at some point as well because mm. I've still not seen him do that for us. It's yeah. Been, it's been great for Lucen and mm. Cardiff. <laughs> uh, Victor Otter gets a couple of uh, mentions by uh, by our witnesses. I feel like it's more than of the week. Is Victor Otter? Yeah, you could probably rename. There's probably a case of renaming the whole award after him the way this summer's gone. But we can't take it off Ken, can we? No, at least not until Ken's dead. No, no. Yeah, and these are not. They're not even cheap. A cheap shot towards Victor Otter would be laughing at the fact that Sevilla lost to the Manchester Death Star mm. in the uh, in the Euro Super Cup. I didn't even realise that was on last night. It was one of those where you looked at your phone and went, oh, right. But then I completely, until you said it, I completely forgot that he would be there as well. That's yeah. annoying actually now you've said that. I, I hope he broke his phone again. I do. Scott White did nominate an um, orca as yeah. well. Killer whale. Yeah. Which I think also correct has got the better of him. <laughs> he says orca, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I've got no, I've got no real... Objection. Team Seal. Are you into the Seals? Well, I, I don't like the way they, they treat him. Yeah, yeah, they are mistreated by orcas, to be fair. But then, and Victor Alter. But human, <laughs> humans, humans have been mistreated. Him and, Str- him and Stroud, he's like a, an aquatic Stroud, is Alter. <laughs> him and, uh, I mean, us humans have been mistreating orcas for quite a while now. 
mm. keeping them in like small tanks and that. Just let them out in the ocean. Maybe not the ones that you've kept in tanks. You don't know how to put one in with Victor Orta. You think so? Maybe that's the alternative. Orca versus Orta. Interesting thought. Get it on LUTV. Ten quid. <laughs> it would be as well, at least, wouldn't it? Fucking grasping bastard. Anyway, it's really on to. Forty nine is getting a mention as well for uh, for being backseat owners and all the stuff you can imagine. Well done, Willie Nonto. Um, <laughs> it's a sad, uh, sad path he's Turn taking. Turn it around, it? Willie. Yeah. There's still time. Yeah. Yeah. Just about. There's a redemption arc. Uh, the Katana Barada Hero of the Week award also needs to be awarded. Um, we can give um, formal commendations. We can give a little doff of the cap and the, the banging is started downstairs, which is great. <laughs> That's Again. the uh, Jerry's, what is it? The gavel? It's the gavel, yeah, gavel. yeah. It's my, it's my foot gavel mm. underneath me. Um, like a bass drum. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah, if you're new to the show and you don't know what that is, they're renovating the floor below us, which we're moving down to, aren't we? In a few months, so they are technically building our new office down there, a new studio. So probably a hot tub going in. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, the bar, pool table, getting everything. It's, I mean, it's not, is it's it? Not. It's not. <laughs> it's a really, really small space. I've not heard about this. Sounds amazing. You won't be invited. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. This is the management office. Yeah, There's right. a staff office uh, next door that you'll be in. The, the cupboard. The, the broom cupboard. Gitano Paradia of the Week Award, uh, formal commendation. Doff of the cap for anybody you just, you just want to recognise and just say, yeah, we see, we see you, we recognise you. Would you like to make a, a statement, Rob, to the court of who you think should be the uh, the Hero of the Week? I would like to nominate, defend, put forward. celebrate, put forward Yeah, Ethan Ampadu. A few reasons. Mainly, he's just really good. Mm. He was the best player at Birmingham, I thought. David has provided a witness statement to the court saying he's just really good and we need nine more like him. Yeah, and I think that taps into the second reason that he shows that signing good players is a good idea. Yeah, And, and, doesn't, think... and doesn't have to involve jizzing £25 million up the wall to somebody no. in the, the Alpine League. Hmm. You do wonder with it, Victor Alter, I'm going to ask, remind me, I'll ask Angus about this, not that he'll tell me. To write it down. But um, with Victor Alter, you do wonder if it's quite common for directors of football and stuff to have things in their deal where if a club makes a profit on a player, they get a bit of it. Yeah. You do wonder if that led to well, him he's not thinking, getting any bonuses then, is he? Well, no, but you do wonder if that led to him thinking, oh, well, if I can get someone and make a big profit on them, that's probably more important than just getting some people who are good now. Yeah. Like a left back, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. On the on the ratings, Ampadu wasn't quite man of the match. 6.38 versus Archie Gray, 6.41. But I think there's a great uplift so this, on that. This is the Birmingham, yeah. the Birmingham scores by our TSB Plus members. Yeah, I thought I thought Ampadu was the best player. The, the dickhead referee got three point one eight out of ten, and then Luke Ayling scored fractionally better. Dan James, Jorginho Ruta, Joe Gelhart, um, your bottom sort of four or five there. Farker scored equally high though with um, with Archie Gray got six point four one out of ten. Even though he's, he's 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 still in the honeymoon period, isn't he? Because it's still not his team, and we're only just seeing the football trying to bed in with a bunch of children who were out on loan last year there was nothing he could do there was there he could just point at the team and say look at it <laughs> what do, you you think I, do you think I want this yeah. number of people have actually been um, mentioning Farker does he need a formal commendation or at the minute is it still just off of the cap until this all I, th- I think following his presser and everything he's, the calm he's bringing yeah. I think he, he needs a, a definite formal formal commendation mm. I think of a better I, mean, I want to think of a better word for that well, it's because you've tried to frame it in a legal context and yeah. none of us know anything. <laughs> you don't, and also, you don't like generally drag people into court and just go, well done. Well, this is our car. I said this last week. You, you and Moscow are trying to shoot down this idea. Just be nice, jury, court, Levi solicitors. Just roll with it. It's our court. We can do what we want with it. It can be a nice court. Mm. 
like you said last week, you get dragged into court. Oh, this is going to be bad. I'm not going to enjoy this. Well, you can come to this court and have a nice time. I suppose Salzburg did, didn't they? Mm. When they took us to uh, to that one in Switzerland. Leipzig it was. Mate. Leipzig, yeah. that was it. Sorry. Other other fizzy drink Other people. taurine peddlers, yeah. That's the ones. Um, yeah, Northeast John says uh, Farker, he describes it as an, an impossible hard situation. Impossible hard. In what month are we in? Uh, August the 17th it is today, as we record. Is that the pronunciation this. I was looking for? August. August. An impossible hard situation all through August. Mm. Hopefully, uh, September will be better. John, Kevin, or Justin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he could become a cult hero, as uh, Northeast John mentions. Yeah. I like I like the cut of his jib, I have to say. Yeah. He's, um, he's, 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 taking, like a, he's a sensible man. Yeah. And just seems to be taking no nonsense from, from people or the board I suppose and his <laughs> employers I was going to say in the way that he's talking about things it's, well, what was the Bielsa phrase selling smoke like, mm. like he doesn't sell smoke doesn't Farker and I like him for that but he's not equally he doesn't you don't get the impression he's fully kind of disassociating himself from, from it either because sometimes managers when things are going bad around them they just go need more players well, what, or whatever, well, what, yeah. like Warnock used to do he'd be like well what can I do really I mean if it's a favourite yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but he's not doing that is he he's kind of going no but this is the job yeah. I knew what I was taking on. I knew there'd be some of these issues. It's terrible, but here we are. There's still enough to to build on, and we hope to bring our players in. He's he's looking at the positives as opposed to just going, ah, oh, well, it's not my fault we're losing to Birmingham. But also in the process of all this, making it blatantly clear what needs to happen. Mm. He's been authentic. I think that counts for a lot these days. So yeah, formal commendation for Farker. Yeah, very good. Do you think he'd be happy to receive that? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're scared of the voice now, aren't you? You're scared of the voice. Unbelievably scared. Uh, Baz, the Baron of Sandal, has uh, nominated Tom Brady. So this is a belated one from last week, is it? Um, oh no, there's, actually, I've just realised it's the length of the week and all the events that have happened in it that no, Tom Brady still falls into this. For um, for braving white jeans, we, we, we went in on Tom Brady on propaganda a bit, didn't we? Saying he looked like a doll. Mm. His, his face is... I thought, I thought he looked like a spy. He was sort of dressed in like a big trench coat, wasn't he? Sunglasses. I was just waiting for like an upside down newspaper that he was like peering over to watch mm. the game. Well, Baz was impressed by his uh, his white jeans. I would say a man, I mean, Tom Brady is just a little bit older than me. I wouldn't be wearing white jeans. You don't wear white jeans. I don't care if you live somewhere warm. Wear, mm. wear linen if you're of, <laughs> of a particular age. Is that what you do? No, if, you, if you're going to, be, if you're in somewhere warm, if you, let's say you live, I don't know, you live in Florida or the tropics or whatever, wear linen. Don't wear white jeans. The only bad things can happen when men wear white jeans. I just never wear jeans at all now. No. Since, since, you just given up. Since self-employment, it's just shorts. Shorts yeah. or a jogging I mean, bottom. I have got shorts on today. You have as well, haven't you? What about you, Rob? Uh, not shorts today. Just yeah, nothing, nothing from the waist down. I've got my white linen trousers on. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Swinging free is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tom Brady's not He's not even having a doff of the cap, is he, for that? No. No, grow up. Get a proper dress sense, man. You're I have someone spilt Guinness on him. Yeah, you're, on your mid, you're in your mid-40s. Or, or he's just gone to the toilet, some drips have escaped. There's no way around that. Well, the white wouldn't show as badly as like on a beige. A beige would be the worst for that. What if you were dehydrated? Well, like a super yellow. Yeah. A big golden mm. circle around the, the, the groin area. No, Tom. Um, who do you say? Ampadu. <laughs> <laughs> the man who's got no piss on his trousers whatsoever. Yeah. And, do you know Ampadu? Ampadu might yet turn out to be a horrible mercenary bastard who wants to escape Legion United and get back to the Premier League. But right now, he's a hungry young man who seems determined to make Legion United better. And I like him for that. Mm. He's I got also, that new job enthusiasm, hasn't he? I also can't stop singing his name to uh, Electric Avenue. I think it fits oh, okay. nicely to the point that um, 
the other day I forgot I'd ordered this but the seven inch single of that song turned up because I got <laughs> drunk on holiday and ordered it off eBay <laughs> not black lace for you then no but that was uh, yeah three ninety nine well spent I, I introduced an American friend to Agadoo um, wow the other day deeply impressed have they gone deeper into the back catalogue no no uh, but I'm always proud of Black Lace, being from Bradford myself. It was, uh, I'm sure everywhere in Yorkshire tries to claim Black Lace. I think Wakefield tried to claim uh, Black Lace as well. They're, they're hours back off, bitches. Mm. I reckon one of them's from Wakefield. No, haven't it. Um, Silently Googling. <laughs> <laughs> so I've immediately gone for Wikipedia. Right, prove me wrong here. Huh? You're not having Black Lace. Get the birth certificates up, come on. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's just agree they're from around here. Let's have a look. Uh, party records. Da, da, I could do Superman. Classic school disco material, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Apart from uh, gangbang. <laughs> what, sorry? <laughs> Apart from we're having a gangbang. Uh, they've, they've had such. They're one of these bands that have had an ever rotating uh, lineup. But Colin Gibb and Gordon King were the original Black Lace. Let's find out where they were from, shall we? Terry Dobson, Wakefield. There you go. He was the drummer. So yeah, lots of people are laying claim to Black Lace. <sighs> We need we need a court ruling on this, don't we? <laughs> I was say, are these, are these going to become the hero of the week now? Ah, oh, right. Okay, we'll come back to Black Lace in, fu- in a future episode, or maybe we'll just let it peter out and never <laughs> never return to this because it's not that important. It's not important. No, it's not important. So, Let's agree uh, to share them. Ampadu gets the Katana Barati Hero of the Week award. Well done. Is that it then? Is it? I suppose so. Get back to work with Inonso, please. <laughs> yeah, and we'll end on a plea. You just get on the redemption arc. Exactly. That's all that needs to happen. It's there for you. Yeah. Just jump, do you jump on a redemption arc? Swing off it? Yeah, I don't know. Climb slide, aboard it? Slide down it. Slide down it? Yep. Surf it. Surf the arc. Let thousands of people shout, you little turncoat bastard at you, <laughs> and score some goals. Yeah, it's all pantomime. We'll boom for a bit, then we'll like him again, maybe in a bit. We'll say, oh, we'll forgive all that because you're doing nice stuff for us on a football pitch, you little prick. Sold by the time this goes out, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> there you go then, court dismissed. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. The Square Ball Podcast. 